This episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio is brought to you by the Shine Shake Energizing Detoxifying Balancing Breakfast Replacement Shake. Tastes great vanilla latte flavor, 18 grams of low-carb protein, no blender required. Just put it in your shaker bottle with water and you are out the door. Available at KierandunstonMD.com. You're listening to Her Brilliant Health Radio, episode number 46. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN Dr. Kieran Dunstan shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. It's Dr. Karen here for another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're talking about water today. It's a very important topic. I mean, your body is majority water. So if you're not putting good quality water into your body, then you're really missing out on one of the key tools that we can use to move towards brilliant health. So please help me welcome my guest today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Dana Cohen, she is a passionate integrative medicine physician who trained with the renowned Dr. Robert Atkins in New York City. She is the Director of Medical Education for the American College for the Advancement in Medicine, where she helps create the yearly symposiums on cutting-edge integrative medicine topics. Dr. Cohen's passion for integrative medicine stems from her belief that medicine is an art and a patient-centered holistic approach is the vital first step on the path to overall health and wellness. She is the co-author of Quench, Beat Fatigue, Drop Weight, and heal your body through the new science of optimum hydration. And she joins us today to help us understand the extreme power that water has to heal or harm us and ways to leverage this vital nutrient for brilliant health. Welcome, Dr. Dana Cohen. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to have you uh, to talk about water, one of my favorite topics, and I think one of the most important foundational topics when it comes to healing the body naturally. So talk to me about how Quench came about the book and how you became so passionate about water. Okay, so a couple years ago, gosh, probably now four or five years ago, my co-author had called my office and asked if she could sit with me um, she, she runs something called the Hydration Foundation. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, she's going to sell me some kind of Ponzi-schemed water filter thing. But I remember thinking, you know what, sure. Oh, she was referred by a patient. So I was like, sure, come on in, come into my lunchtime. She came in, sat down with me, brought me a smoothie, and, um, and she started to talk to me about the work of Dr. Gerald Pollack. Gerald Pollack is a water researcher out in Seattle, and she started talk to, talking to me about structured water and this new phase of water. And she sat there and blew my mind. <laughs> and, um, and I remember like listening to her. And then she's also an anthropologist, and her research was on how desert plants hydrate. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so you think about 
and aloe and they, they're, they're gels, you know, so it all fit together and, and everything she was saying to me made so much sense. And then we had this other thing in common where both our mothers had passed away in nursing homes and, um, and her mom had had episodes of dehydration and she couldn't fix it until she finally fixed it. And basically what she did was she put chia seeds in her mom's orange juice in the morning and that helped her get through the day at being better hydrated throughout the day. And it never happened again where she had to get IV fluid or anything in the rest of her time in the nursing home. So at the end of that day, I, at the end of that conversation, I said to her, Gina, I, I've been searching for my book. I've known I wanted to write a book forever, for 15 years, and could never find the book I wanted to write. I didn't want to write another book on thyroid or hormones where you have to go and see a doctor. I wanted to really affect a lot of people. And I said, do you want to write this book? And she's like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so that's how it came to be. And, um, and then we started the research from there. So talk to everyone. You mentioned in that that beautiful story of divine timing mm -hmm. you mentioned structured water and you mentioned that the chia seeds helped your mom with hydration so i know immediately people are thinking chia seeds hydrate <laughs> help them understand that and then let's get into what is structured water so okay all right so if anybody has ever put put chia seeds and made like in um, coconut milk and made a chia pudding you know that it forms a gel around it Right, so it plumps itself up, it, it forms a gel, this gelatinous substance. Um, it's that substance is exactly what the research um, of Dr. Pollock. So it's gel water or structured water, that's one type. Um, and in our book, we really talk about foods that are, that are incredibly hydrating. Chia is the star of the show because um, it, amazing that that's the kind of water that it holds it, it your body holds onto it for at the cellular level also the fiber from the chia seeds and the fatty acids from the chia seeds there's so much good about chia seeds so that's that's how the chia story came in because they are incredibly hydrating okay. um, and and it's and it's in that structured water and we'll talk we'll talk a little bit I, I might as well just tell you now so the, so go ahead what's structured water so the the, the mind-blowing thing for me was, you know, we all thought that water has three phases, liquid, ice, and vapor. Mm -hmm. So come to find out that there is another, <laughs> another I'm laughing because you're drinking your water. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> there's a, um, another phase of water been discovered. Um, and that fourth phase is what we call structured water or gel water. Now, um, in, in, there is still, there is still, on what exactly the, the, the chemical makeup is of this fourth phase of water, um, because liquid ice and vapor is H2O. So according to Dr. Pollock, this other phase of water is H3O2. Um, and it, it's formed in the way that um, the different water molecules, H2O molecules, layer upon each other. When they're together, there's, there's um, electrical sharing of electrons, and the way that those molecules line up, they form different properties, electrical properties. Um, and so it's in that, that form, and that's, that's what we really um, talk about in the book and research in the book, is this, this H3O2 type of water um, and there's properties to it. It, it holds on to um, electricity, much like a battery. So it gives us electrical energy. Um, and it's incredibly energizing and, um, and hydrating.
So <clears throat> how do you make structured water? So great question. Um, the, there's a couple of, of things that we need. Um, in our bodies, we need sunlight, we need water, and we need greens. We need chlorophyll, very much like photosynthesis. When you, know, you think about how plants create energy, our bodies do as well. Um, structured water, though, is um, it's, it's made in the body by, by giving light. Infrared is, is the best way to do it, but other forms of light can, can create more structured water within our cells. Even just light bouncing off of the table um, is, is, give, is helping that to make more structured water in our bodies. And this is all based on Pollock's research. Really interesting. Um, but what the biggest thing that we explore in the book is how do we get more structured water into our cells? And that's by eating it. Um, meaning there is no better way of getting structured water than by eating plants. Think about, um, think about cucumbers. Cucumber seeds have that gel water around it. So greens are the best way of getting more structured water into our body, holding on to that hydration better. Um, I think we all, you know, I think we all know that we could drink water all day long. And there are days that the more water you drink, you just are peeing it out and you can't get hydrated no matter what. You drink a green smoothie and a salad or, or a, we like to say in the book, a bottle of water and one apple so that we have that fiber to hold on to that sucks onto that water like a sponge, you're, you're way better hydrated. So we really explore in the book how that's, that's how we're going to get better, how, how our cells from a cellular level are going to be better hydrated. It's about eating your water and not drinking more and more water and also trying to get some of those plastic bottles out of people's hands and, and, and eating. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying that we have the ability to make it in our bodies naturally and mm -hmm. that we do to some extent based on our dietary inputs and our environmental inputs. But it sounds like that we can also uh, increase that or biohack that, if you will, by, mm -hmm. for instance, combining fruit, some fruit with fiber, like an apple, with regular water, but we can also make it externally and then we can consume it. So how is it manufactured? How is it manufactured in, in a lab? Oh, so that science is not out yet. Um, I wish I knew because it's interesting. I, I want to show you my bottle. My bottle has some little crystals in here. Um, Honestly, I love this bottle because it's beautiful. There is some possibility that it may be doing, that the energy from the crystals may be doing some, something to the structured water. I don't want to sound wacky here because the science is really the science in the book. We don't talk about this. Um, but the science is really new, and we're not 100% sure yet on how to manufacture structured water. The science is not there. There are some labs. Um, actually, my co-author is doing some, some research. They're finally um, taking it to the consumer level of testing some of these things, like is it producing more structured water, some of these devices. It's not quite there yet. So I can't get behind it and say, oh, yes, this is how it's done. Um, but, but they're working on it. Well, it's interesting, uh, the, the you having the crystals in the water, I mean, that gets back to yeah. Dr. Emoto's work yeah. where 
he took water and looked at the crystals that it formed when it was frozen and he exposed it to different words and merely labeling the water container with love versus hate actually created the love labeling on the water created the beautiful very symmetrical intricate patterns and each word positive word had its own pattern and then the negative emotions hate uh, for instance, had very disrupted patterns that weren't completely formed in the crystals when they looked under the microscopes. And so it, what that says to me is that uh, intention, meaning, as well as vibration, because words are vibration, speaks to the w structure in the water and, and has um, some say about the energetic form that creates the physical form, which is something that I'm always talking to my patients about and helping them understand that they have this energetic body that really is this uh, invisible lattice to their physical body. So I think by all means that having the crystal, crystal infused water has been used for a long, long time. Each crystal has its own energetic frequency and properties. And so you are infusing that into the water. So I don't I don't think that's wacky at all. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. I am so in agreement, and I'm so happy you brought up. Oh, you brought that up because it, it you know. But when when I'm going to be asked about it, it's um, you know that you know how do we make it? I I can't prove it. I can't say to you, you know, I have to look at the science. I have to be very careful. However, everything that you said, we are energetic bodies. Um, I do I do talk to my water bottle. I do you know, and I think that there is something there. But as a as a as a physician, I can't you know I can't I can't say to you that this is grounded in science because it's not quite there yet. But I so am absolutely in agreement with you, and I love that you're talking about the vibration because I think that that is really the next step of where science is going with so many things with healing, um, sound vibration, and 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 re regular vibration too. I think there's so much research being done about that, and I think that is the wave. And I'm so um, trying to dive into that kind of research and really really feel that out. There is a, a very big water uh, conference that happens every year that um, there's a lot of those, those vibration scientists are, are presenting their literature. It's really new, but it's really exciting. Now, I could have sworn that I had some structured water. Are there structured water products on the market or are they other forms of water? Um, I don't, there may be a few people that are calling it structured water. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure, you know, how or why they're calling it. There's, I, maybe you're t there's, there's hydrogen water. There's, um, you know, there's some other things that, that may, um, but none that I know of that are, that okay. are, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about hydrogen water. What is hydrogen water for everybody listening? Uh, so it's it's hydrogen ion infused water. Um, there the the problem. I'm I'm not an expert also in the hydrogen water, but the problem with the hydrogen water there's there's few devices that really work. I do think that th that's also something that's going to really pan out to be very beneficial. Um, the devices are not are expensive. I think when you buy hydrogen water that's been sitting on a shelf in a store, it's not really hydrogen water. Um, so I don't think there's really any health benefit to it. But it's a high and hydrogen ion infused 
water that um, that hydrogen gas infused that I think very quickly dissipates if it sits on the shelf. So I think some of those hydrogen infused waters are not really, um, and I hate to be such a naysayer, <laughs> um, but, but. Well, if you think about it, really, if the hydrogen, in order to change that, get that high, additional hydrogen molecule on there, it has to be under pressure. It's just like maybe ozonating water. Uh, it's not going to stay in that form uh, for long. Right. So it, unless it's under pressure. So I would think it would have to be in a pressurized container. But like you said, I'm not an expert on hydrogenated water. Uh, I don't mean hydrogenated, <laughs> hydrogen water. And neither are you. Maybe we will defer that for another conversation. And that would be great to have somebody on the show yeah. who is an expert. I can tell you so, who. Paul, yeah. Paul Baratario, he's the guy. Okay, yes. well, we'll get Paul and see if he will come <laughs> talk to us about hydrogen water, uh, because I do have some colleagues who think that it's all the rage, and I yeah. haven't sat down to look at the science and see uh, what's available. Yes. So back to structured water. Um, you said you loved to talk about hydration. So what is the research that the doctor has done so far on how it can improve your health? So, you know, we all know that, you know, overt dehydration, you can end up in a hospital, you can have seizures, like it's bad. This is not what the book is about. The book is about this subclinical, low-grade dehydration that affects almost all of us day in and day out. Um, and the, the, it, it's not easy to measure. In fact, there's not, you know, there's, there's still no great research on, on how can we measure this subclinical dehydration. There are, there are clues that our bodies can tell us, um, meaning, so for example, um, the biggest thing I like to say is we're meant to urinate every two or three hours. Right. And if you're not doing that, I mean, I know there's days that I'll sit at my desk for eight hours straight and not go to the bathroom. That's a problem. Um, so we're meant to urinate. Our urine should be a pale straw color. Um, what else can I say? We're, you know, if you had to ask me what is the amount of water we should be drinking, I don't love that term because we're different heights, we're different sizes, we all sweat differently. Uh -huh. I do like that there's now these, these new uh, ways to measure sweat output, like there's these discs that you can put on you and measure exactly how much you sweat. So there, there are some ways coming out. But, um, but if I had to give you a number... I think it's more, the best way to put it is um, half your weight in ounces is a good sort of guideline. The, the real best way is though, how do you feel? You know, looking at signs and symptoms, headaches, constipation, fatigue. I think that, you know, that afternoon fatigue when you, um, instead of maybe reaching for a candy bar because you think your blood sugar's low, it's more likely dehydration, yeah. you know? Right, and particularly if you, partake in the American pastime of coffee in the morning, and especially espresso, the stronger the coffee, the more the caffeine, the more dehydrated you are, because most people aren't aware that it is a diuretic, and so it makes you lose right. water, and if you don't replenish that water, uh, then you can you can have a problem. Uh, I, I do want to just contribute to what you're saying. 
I think, in my opinion, that one of the reasons we suffer with so much dehydration is because of toxicity. Mm -hmm. And one of the tests that I love to do in my patients is a body composition analysis, and particularly one that tells me total body water, intracellular water, extracellular water, and I can really get a handle on how much is there. And I pretty typically find that because you're supposed to have 60% of your uh, water intracellular inside the cells and 40% outside, the more toxic people are, and some of those toxins will accumulate in that extracellular space, and they'll have edema in their hands or feet and such at the end of the day, that that water gets drawn outside of the cell. And so sometimes it isn't even that we necessarily have a low total body water, but we have this distribution problem because of toxicity. And I know people listening are saying, well, ooh, how do I know if that's me? Well, if you've got swelling where your rings don't fit, particularly as the day goes on or, or in your legs and feet, and if you get up to go to the bathroom a lot at night uh, when you didn't drink a lot right before you went to sleep, these are kind of telltale signs because what's happening is your body is redistributing that water from the toxicity as you're sleeping and you're getting up to pee a lot. And so... I, I know that a lot of us do feel chronically thirsty. And mm -hmm. so we're, we're pouring in that water, but we're in this relatively dehydrated state a lot of times because of toxins. And so if you're listening, one thing that you need to do is you need to do something to get rid of that toxicity so that your water balance can be restored. Yeah, I love so, it. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, the the one thing I, I want to make sure I say before I say yeah. is that um, just going back to your original question, um, low-grade dehydration is the first step in preventing and treating any kind of chronic illness. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a very powerful statement and we need to, we need to really push that home before you start any detox plan, before you start any diet, we need to know how to hydrate properly. It is the single most important thing on how to get rid of those toxins. Um, and, and if we don't know how to do it properly, everything we're, we're going to be doing is done in vain. So, right. That is key, uh, what Dr. Cohen is saying. So definitely, yes, yeah, so you've got to address the hydration, but help everybody understand why is this so vital? Why? They say, hey, Dr. Dana, I drink water out of the faucet and plastic bottles, and, you know, maybe I drink a couple of them, but I'm drinking Diet Cokes, and I have coffee. I'm getting water elsewhere. So, you know, why is this such a big deal? Why are you ladies making such a big deal out of it? I know yeah. some people. That. So, I mean, I, I, so, okay. First, first thing is, um, are you, you know, are you fatigued? Um, the, well, all right, let's, let's just even go further than that. Chronic illness is at an all-time high, and it's getting more and more and more. Think about Alzheimer's disease. We lay out some really good signs of how this chronic low-grade dehydration is the first step in preventing um, Alzheimer's disease and even type 2 diabetes, you know, which is at an all-time high. It's just getting higher and higher. So I'm not even talking about the headaches and the fatigue and the, the muscle aches and the constipation. Like, we all know those things. Um, I'm talking about really big things that, that we need to really address in this world. Um, I want to go also back to, I just wanted to, I also have to take a step back because you mentioned coffee, but I have to say we really looked hard at that research and anything under four cups of coffee a day 
is actually not a diuretic. So what? I know, <laughs> I know it's actually really good news. Yes. And, um, and uh, I, I will send you the, um, the research. Okay. Uh, so, but anything over four cups is a diuretic. So um, that's, that's one, you know, one sort of big yay in the book. Cause I'm, I am a co- I love coffee. Um, and then the other, uh, well, I'll come back to that later. So yes. So chronic low grade dehydration is your first step preventing and treating chronic illness things like certain cancers it puts you at risk for, bladder cancer specifically, and colon cancer. So these are big things that, are, um, that are, can be preventable. Um, you talked about um, detoxification. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we detoxify in our sleep. Our brain detoxifies when we sleep. There is no other time. There, that, is, that is when we do the lion's share of our detoxifying, right? Um, and if you're not hydrated, how, how do you get rid of that? How does it flow? How does it go through? There's, we, we discussed the, um, there's a new, literally a new organ that's been discovered in our brains, this lymphatic system. It is the system that, that takes, um, it's, it acts much like our lymphatic system where it takes toxins away, but it's in our brains. We never really understood how our brains detoxify and it's through this lymphatic system. So um, one of the things we, we talk about is movement. Movement is a hydrating act. So if you think about this, this moving your head up and down, you're moving fluid in and out of your brain. It's uh, movement is, you know, we keep saying it, sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. When you're sitting, you're not getting, you're not moving fluid to your, to your extremities. And the reason for that is we, we also talk about fascia in the book. Um, Fascia is a, um, it's that connective web, that web of connective tissue that envelopes every cell, every organ in our body. And, um, We've only, we used to, and, and you know, when I was in medical school, when we do our dissections of cadavers, you open up the, the cadaver and you throw everything away until you get to the organs, right? So, so fascia was never, ever studied uh, unless, you know, it was, uh, except it was dried and desiccated in a cadaver. Mm-hmm. A few years back, there was a, a brilliant French surgeon that decided to look at fascia, living fascia, and he put a camera under the skin. And what, he, what we discovered is that fascia is a, um, a delivery system of hydration. It's also an electrical energy system. So it's, it's a little mind-blowing because we only ever thought that hydration gets moved via blood and lymph. Now there's right. a- so, Well, I remember when I was told about fascia in med school, it's just like canvas. It, it holds stuff together. Right, right. No, no. It's so, it's so interesting. You know, and, then, and, and the fourth phase of water, just when you think we know everything, you know, it, some, it, our minds are blown. Like, you know, there's still so many, oh so interesting, right? <laughs> right. Okay, wait. So you said so much in there. So are you sorry? Glymphatic, G-L-Y-M-P-phatic. Yes. So that's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. That's how the brain detoxes and it does it at night. So you need to be shaking your head and yeah. <laughs> moving. Yes. And, and being hydrated. You need, we need to have that fluid to get it moving. Um, you know, think about like, um, you know, the too many nights when you've had a little too much to drink and you're so dehydrated in the morning and your head is killing you and you're foggy and you just feel awful. It's because alcohol is absolutely 
dehydrating. There's no yeah, getting right. around that. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. So, I mean, if you look at that in the bigger picture, mm-hmm. when we're not hydrating properly and things aren't moving, I, I, I think detoxification is the number one reason of why this low-grade clinical, low-grade uh, dehydration is the cause of chronic illness because we're not able to detoxify. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then you mentioned, so fascia is shown to be a hydration delivery system. Yeah. Tell us about that. That's fascinating. Yeah. So um, when uh, his name is Guimberto, Dr. Guimberto, you can look it up on YouTube. It's so fascinating. So he, he puts this camera under the skin and he, and he, and it's an electron microscope and you see fascia and you see droplets of water moving along the fascia. So when you think about, I liken it to, we've always been told you got to move your joints to lubricate them, right? Right. So now we really understand why, you know, when we're moving our joints, we're moving fluid. That's why, and I have to tell you, body workers are the ones that know this better than anybody. Um, I used to have a masseuse that says, I'm a blood mover. That's what she said Mm -hmm. to me. I'm a blood mover. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, you know, there's so many things that, there are there are cells and there are um, molecules in our blood that are that are being moved, like even in an infection that we still don't really even know about. You know, right. and I'm thinking, oh, wow, she's got it. She understands it, but she didn't know about the fascia. And so I think I think it's even when you're moving you're moving fascia, you're moving fluid, you're moving you're also creating electrical energy, um, which is which is energy, and it's it's an energy that we don't talk about as a um, as a source of energy for our cells, but it's absolutely a source of energy for our cells. So tell me more about that because that's fascinating. Also, yeah. So how- did he discern that this was happening that energy is being created what type of energy and how does it interact with our cells tell more about that so so electrical energy is um he's i mean he's he's shown it in a lab he showed it where he, where he put a uh, uh this is dr pollock gerald pollock where he put a um a naphlon tube so a tube that has a surface there and and he looked at it under a microscope and he when he exposed it to infrared light he noticed that there is this area um, he calls it he calls it easy water by the way which stands for exclusionary zone Um, and when you when you expose the light to it that those zones got wider and wider Um, it just brings up a whole nother thing because this is also really really new cutting-edge science that zone um, that's that tells us that our cells are possibly even able to um, purify themselves nothing can get into that zone there are no cells like all the others all the um, contaminants go away from that exclusionary zone um, and it's all electrically created and there's so so and it stores that energy it's from electrons it's electron energy it stores that energy like a battery so the more you um, infrared light the more energy that is stored and and be able to use later for energy that's fascinating and i guess it kind of makes sense because that's how cells maintain their uh their membrane they have that electrical gradient across it and keep things in or out and so what you're essentially saying is that this entire type of tissue creates this zone and uh, that's fascinating uh i i definitely want to read your book i haven't had a chance to yet yeah and there sounds like there's so much solid science in there i think you're 
completely right. You're so right that there's so many things we don't know about in the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's take it back to real life because I try to make it practical for people. What can I do today to move towards being healthier, creating brilliant health in my life, the healing and creating health that's going to support me and doing all the things I want to do in life. So what would be your top three take-homes uh, that you would like to leave everybody with that they could take action on today when it comes to water? Okay, I love it. Um, I want to just also first say the book yeah. is written for the masses. Like, you know, we lay out the science in there, but I will tell you, we don't even discuss um, water filters in the book because the truth is we send them to the environmental working group. You can get a water filter based on your budget. You know, it's not, that's not the science that we did in there. But the book really um, is written for the masses, and it's written for people to jump in and start start right now on what you can do and how you can feel your best. Um, and you know, this, while the science is in there and it's really easily read, it's not. It's it's so um, when you'll read it, you'll see it's written in my voice, and it's just it's very easily digested. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> so and we all have a link in the show notes for everyone, so they can link right to your book. Thank you. So, um, so the first thing um, I'm going to give you some really easy take-home tips. Mm -hmm. um, I. Uh, like I said, my partner studied um, how desert cultures um, hydrate. And desert, she's an anthropologist, and they certainly don't hydrate by drinking eight glasses of water a day, right? So um, one of the things that she found out that they do is that they front load their water. So um, when I wake up in the morning, I drink um, eight to 16 ounces. I throw a little pinch of sea salt in there because we want those minerals. It has to be real salt, not like table, ready table salt. You want a good sea salt or Himalayan pink salt or real salt, the brand real salt I love. Um, so a pinch of salt and a squeeze of lemon for more minerals. So that in itself is believed to structure the water, right? So you're adding, you're adding minerals, electrolytes, those kind of things. Those are going to help structure your water. Um, so a big glass of, of water first thing in the morning is a great way to start the day. That's number one. Well, number one. <laughs> um, this other one, you know, it's interesting. There, there was such a, a smoothie craze that I think is dying down, but I don't think it should. I think one green smoothie a day is life-changing for people. If you've never done it, try it for a week. Um, and I want to explain the difference between a smoothie and a juice, okay? So, yeah. right. A smoothie is a, a blended greens, and I'm not talking about like an ice cream smoothie. I don't want any yogurt in there. This is just blended greens with water and, um, and maybe a fruit for sweetness. You could throw some lemon, lemon, ginger, and some chia seeds in there. That's our foundational smoothie, a really easy one. So it's greens, which is like spinach, celery, um, Swiss chard, whatever greens you can find, a half a green apple, some chia seeds, a squeeze of lemon. You could throw, if you like ginger, a little ginger in there, and that's it. And water. Um, in a blender, go get a $5 blender if you, don't, if you can't afford a Vitamix. It doesn't have to be a Vitamix, you know? So that's, that's a smoothie. So you're, you're, you're blending the, the vegetables. You're getting the fiber as opposed to just squeezing out the fluid from a juice. There's a place for juices, but um, I think smoothies are 
are it. That's where they're at, you know. And um, so drink, try drinking one green smoothie a day um, with not a lot of fruit because we don't want so much sugar. So a little bit of fruit for sweetness or, or a carrot for sweetness. Um, and I can't tell you how many people just do that and they notice a difference in a week. Wow, my energy is better. My hydration is, you know, it's, it's, it's that simple. Um, and then the third thing is we got to move. We, you know, that, that is, we can't be sitting for so many hours a day. We have to get up and move. In the book, we give recipes, not only for smoothies, we give recipes for what we call micro movements. And that head bopping up and down is, is a micro movement. You can make up your own, like this is a micro movement. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, but we need to move. Um, we talk about there's some interesting fidgeting studies in the book and people uh -huh. who fidget live longer. Than people Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we got to move, um, and 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 we got to, and and then I'm not, I don't want you to stop drinking water. It's not about stopping drinking water, but it, but it is about not drinking more and more, ever more water. And and I just have to say, if I don't say it enough, I can't say it enough. We have to get those plastic bottles out of people's hands. Um, it is, um, it is a travesty what we're doing to our oceans, to our earth, um, and, um, and our bodies and our bodies and our bodies. Yeah. Right. So if you're listening, plastic secretes phthalates into your water. When you drink out of plastic bottles, do not drink out of plastic bottles, get glass or stainless steel and drink out of those, fill them up at your home and carry them with you. And I'm just going to add, I love your three. They're fabulous. I am just going to add for everyone listening in case they, they think because we didn't mention it. You did mention it, actually. You did mention it, but I just want to reiterate. you got to be filtering the crap out of your water before you drink it. So if you're drinking faucet water, no, 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 no. Go on ewg.org. We'll have the link in the notes, environmentalworkinggroup.org, and find yourself a real, a real water filter and get the junk out of your water and then get a good water bottle. But I love those three. So you're helping your body really create its own structured water situation to increase hydration, which, which really should not only increase your energy and increase how you feel, improve how you feel right away, but contribute to your body detoxifying properly and healing and helping to prevent chronic disease, yeah. which which is what the name of the game is. So thank you so much for this information. I, I think it's it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. It's groundbreaking. I'm excited to see if we can actually create structured water that we can consume because we'll, wouldn't that be easy, right? Yes, yes. Um, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And the name of the podcast is Her Brilliant Health, and I'd love to know what that means to you. I think it is, it, it's just taking a step back, we do talk about this in the book. I think we are in charge of our bodies, and I think we inherently know what, 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 how we, when we feel the best, and we have to stop ignoring our, our, ourselves. And I think when, if I give you, when I give you this information on how to hydrate properly, you will know when you are properly hydrated. There's no better way of, there's no better test. There's no better, better way of knowing, including like when we talk about with food sensitivities. So we need to stop 
ignoring our bodies, stop being cut off from our bodies and, and, and listening to our bodies, listening to the cues. Um, and, and I think that that is where we're going to really find your, your brilliant health. Brilliant health. When you listen to your body, that's right. I, I second that. Thank you so much. It's beautiful. And thank you for this book and this work and your passion. So glad to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.